Thanks for listening to this segment of the Beyond the Game program. We do hope you enjoy it. Just a reminder that the show is listener-supported. Your financial gifts and prayerful support are critical in helping us air this program and bringing the gospel to thousands of people around the world through Sports Talk Radio. Find out more at our website, btgprogram.com. And once again, thanks for listening. Welcome back into the program. We are so glad to have you along. I'm Rick Benson. He's Zach Barletta. Bob Schindler presents a fascinating discussion in his book called Does God Care Who Wins? And I'm excited to welcome Bob into the program now via our BTG phone line. Bob, my friend, it's so good to have you on the program. Thanks so much for being part of this week's show. Rick, it's absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You have plenty to do. I know you're a busy guy, so I'll ask you about your role with Seed Sports here in a little bit, but what was the motivation to take the time and write this particular book? Honestly, Rick, the motivation began with my own struggle to answer the question. Uh, Many years ago, I tried to qualify for the PGA Tour and unfortunately lost in a playoff in what was then called uh, Tour School or Q School. I was a new Christian at the time, and I really wrestled with that question did God care about what happened? Did God care who wins? In part because of the unusual circumstances that led me to even making it into a playoff that day. Well, since then, I've, I've asked many others. I've studied, I've prayed, I've read, and through the journey found some answers. But I've also found many other people who've wrestled with that same question, typically very unsatisfactorily. So as I would share the answers I'd found, people would tell me that they were really helped by them. And so through their encouragement, God began to really affirm the need for such a book and the role he wanted me to play in getting it out. So that's kind of been my journey uh, that's gone on for quite a long time, actually. I read the book about a year ago, right after you gave it to me, because I was intrigued by the question. And working in sports ministry, you know, it comes up quite a bit. I had my opinions going in, but I wanted to see what you thought. And I was presented with some thoughts. I'll tell you, I I hadn't even considered them and and thoughts on both sides. It's not really as black or white once you start considering the question a little more deeply. And as a result, obviously, there's some people that very strongly believe absolutely God cares who wins. And then there's others that contend, well, he doesn't care who actually wins, but What do you think is the strongest argument that both sides can present? Well, Rick, I I think that's a a great question to consider. And and when typically a person says God doesn't care who wins, it starts with the idea that God really isn't concerned with the outcomes of something as silly as our sports, our games, that he's got more important things to be concerned about. And to say that he cares seems to them to trivialize God into a fan of one team or another. Now, Christians might say it a little bit differently if they were answering it and thinking, no, he doesn't. They would say, well, God isn't concerned with the outcomes, but he's just concerned about the way we play. Now, if you, though, say, well, no, God does care who wins, the typical argument is something like this. Since he orchestrates all things, then of course he orchestrates the outcomes of the games. Now, that opinion is usually offered by the winning team, and it, and, and it sounds like, well, I just want to give God the glory for this victory. 
or I'm just so blessed to be a part of this team to experience this win or this victory. And victory in that case is seen as a direct blessing from God. So those would be the two ways I would, or the ways that I would would offer up as the strongest argument for each of the two two answers. We're talking with Bob Schindler, author of the book, Does God Care Who Wins? He's also the director of Seed Sports. In the book, you describe a two-bucket system, and I thought this was great the way you put this out there, putting everything either into a God cares or God doesn't care, putting everything we do into one of those two buckets. But it's not as simple as it sounds once you start breaking it down and actually putting things, assigning one bucket or the other. There are difficult ramifications for suggesting either one of those, isn't there? Can you, can you discuss the potential pitfalls a bit of answering too quickly either way? Sure, Rick. Um, the two-bucket thinking comes out of this idea that there are things that God does care about and he doesn't care about. And, and so if he says, if you say no, he doesn't care about the wind, then that goes into the does, doesn't care bucket. Then the question is, what goes into which one of the buckets? And um, that two-bucket mindset has been around for a long time. It's been referred to as the secular-sacred divide or to compartmentalize thinking. And the biggest pitfall of this thinking is the confusion that comes from knowing for certain what actually goes in the does-God-care bucket. Philip Yancey, author Philip Yancey, says the most important question, the deepest question that every person asks, do I matter to God? By saying this, he implies that deep down we all wonder whether we, not just our sports, make it into the does God care bucket. I I personally wonder about it every time I pray and don't get an answer or suffer and feel alone. So it's a a very um, relevant issue. Uh, In 35 years of talking to men, and asking them what they what God cares about with regard to their work, they'll typically tell me, "Well, God cares about the money that I make that I can give then to His His uh, kingdom advancement. He may care also about the the people that I can reach through my work, but and and maybe finally they'll say, "Well, He cares about how I work." But in 35 years, I've never had one man tell me that he cares about the product of their work. And that's really concerning to me because I want men who care about their work and who care about the product of their work. I want men who, who if he's my, my doctor, I want him to care about the kind of surgery that he does. If he's my accountant, I want him to care about the kind of uh, accounting that he does. And so sure. if he's a believer, that sets him up in tension between what he cares about and what God cares about. Mm. I just finished Greg Linville's, I know you know Greg, uh, his book on theology mm-hmm. and competition. And I read very similar thoughts in your book and his on what defines success for the Christian athlete. It's more than how God has gifted that athlete. It's what that athlete offers back to God, it, how, how he competes with that gift. So especially in terms of team sports, as I ask you this next question, and how the Christian athletes' teammates may view that outspoken believer on their team. When an athlete begins connecting more of his or her performance to God's glory as opposed to their own, do you think it increases their motivation to win, or is the victory no longer as important to them? Again, Rick, I think that's a great question, and I think it's one that most 
if not every Christian athlete were, wrestles with. That is, what do I do with my motivation to win? Now, in summary, I'll say it this way. Performing for God's glory doesn't diminish, but actually intensifies my passion and redirects it to the most satisfying object, God's glory, not mine. Now, what I mean by that is if we're honest, Rick, we all care who wins. The reason we care is primarily for what it says about us, about our greatness or our glory. And when we compete, that's why we want to win. Often the deepest motivation is about our glory. Now, if I think God doesn't care who wins, then I'm either think, left thinking that I shouldn't care then, mm-hmm. or that I can do whatever with whatever I want to with the desire to win because God doesn't care. And I see both of those very played out in the athletic world today, and both have really deeply troubling ramifications. Now, if I think he does care in order to contribute to my glory, then my motivation to and I take my motivation to win, and I turn God into a genie instead of a disinterested spectator who doesn't care. Now he's a genie that I can try to manipulate and convince to care for my winning. And again, that is troubling. But as I've talked to athletes, Christian athletes around the country, they often tell me that's exactly how they approach God in athletics. They think that if they do the right things off the field, like pray, study the Bible, share their faith, help the poor, and other things that they think God cares about, that then God will reward them with victory on the field. And again, I find that a very, very troubling perspective. But if I get convinced that God cares about how I compete and the outcome of my competition as it impacts his glory with a far greater passion than I or any other athlete will ever experience. This fuels my desire to move toward him and my competitive spirit and directs it in the right direction. Victory becomes more important and is pursued with more and more passion, but defeat is also important and accepted graciously, sometimes even more important than victory in the display of God's glory. So no, it doesn't diminish it. It should rather instead very much intensify it. Bob, can you tell us a little bit about what you, you know, your other job, you work for seed sports, you're the director there. What what is it you do and what is it that they do? Uh, Seed sports is a ministry that works to mobilize churches and chaplains through sports. I direct the church as part of the ministry and our part of that ministry has this mission of redeeming the idol of sports and those involved with them by leading a global movement of sports ministries, gospel-centered sports ministries and local churches. Now, I know that sounds, that's a big mouthful. That sounds like a lot. But simply, we want to see sports and people redeemed. And we want to see churches use sports toward accomplishing those two ends. So that's a simple way to put it. We want to see sports and people redeemed. And we want to see local churches equipped by using sports toward those two ends. To help churches, what we do is primarily three things with churches. First of all, we offer resources like the book we're talking about today to help them speak into the idolatry and redemption of sports and people. We also connect those churches with other churches who are striving toward these same ends. And then we coach, mentor those churches in the unique expression of their pursuit of redeeming sports and people because each church is unique 
just like each person is unique and each per each church's expression is unique in the same way. So that's what we do at Seed Sports. We mobilize churches and chaplains. I specifically work on the church's side. And that's actually, if you remember, Rick, that's how you and I met, as I mm-hmm. discovered a little bit more about what you were involved with at your church and using sports toward those very two ends that we've just talked about. Bob, my favorite part of our interviews is when I get to ask our guests about how it is that they first came to faith in Christ. Can you share your story with us and, and talk a little bit about how Christ has impacted your life? Uh, I certainly can, Rick. Um, I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, what uh, some would refer as part of the Bible Belt, but I never uh, went uh, very li- went to church very little as a, as a young person. I never met a person that told me they were a Christian. I'm sure I was around people that were Christians, but I never met anybody, nor did any. I never hear. I never heard the gospel until I was 22 years old, or near the end of my senior year of college, and. Um, it was at a crisis point in my life that I saw a person change before me in both discernible and attractive ways. And I asked them what the heck was going on. And they told me, in essence, they'd become their lives had become a part of the great story of the gospel. They they shared how they had come to recognize that God wanted them to be so much a part of his story that he was willing to to overcome every barrier that existed, including overcoming them by sending his son to live and then die and then rise again, and to then invite people into being a part of that story. Well, Rick, honestly, I'd never heard anything like that before in my life. I probably believe that there was a God, but he was at best a distant grandfather in the sky who wound the world up and, and now was just letting it unwind like a clock. Uh, but as I wrestled with those ideas and the offer that, that God was making me, I, I decided I wanted to be a part of that. Now, it'd be hard. That was quite a long time ago. It'd be hard for me to kind of encapsulate the impact, all the impact that Jesus has had on my life. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah. it's just yeah. – but I can I can say it this way, and and not – I don't – and I'm I'm not in any way trying to trivialize it but G, or, or overly spiritualize it, but Jesus – said when he was in when he was inaugurating his ministry he took a passage out of Isaiah 61 what we know as Isaiah 61 and he said the spirit of the lord is upon me and he's anointed me to preach the gospel of the poor to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to heal the brokenhearted and, and proclaim the favorable year of the lord and so i i can simply say he's taken me a poor broken prisoner and brought healing into my broken heart freedom and from my captivity and sight to the blind eyes that I had to giving me a recognition of the beauty and wonder of Christ as my greatest treasure. Now, I mean, I don't mean to imply that that's done. I still got uh, so far to go on that. I I love what Tim Keller says. We're so, we're far worse than we've ever imagined, far more love than we ever dreamed. And so just that process of that over the last now 42 years, has been profound upon me. It's it's redirected my vocation of what I'm doing today. It's it profoundly impacted my marriage, my relationship with my kids, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, so I just, it's hard. Again, like I said, I mean, there has been huge, huge impacts on my life. And every time I go back and I think about that 22-year-old boy, how lost and broken and selfish and um, and just blind he was, it really reminds me just the incredible things that Jesus does in our lives. Mm. 
Well said. Once again, we're talking with the director of Seed Sports, Bob Schindler. He's written a book called Does God Care Who Wins? Bob, is there anything our listeners can be in prayer about for you? Well, honestly, yeah, Rick. I'd love it if they would pray for those in my extended family who still don't have this kind of relationship with Jesus. Uh, it would just be great for me if they would join with me in praying that they would they would become one of those people like I was, whose heart was uh, was stirred and those eyes were opened, and they would become followers of His. So that would be a great way for that for uh, you all that are listening to join with me. Something I pray specifically about, fairly frequently about. So that would mean a lot to me. Before I let you go, can you take a moment and tell the people where they can get a hold of your book? Sure, Rick. It's available on Amazon as well as barnesandnoble.com. Uh, just look for Does God Care Who Wins? If you're interested in uh, purchasing bulk copies, which uh, has been in most cases, the way that most of the books have been distributed, people giving them out to a team or, co- or a group of coaches or things like that. If you go to DoesGodCareWhoWins.com, again, that's DoesGodCareWhoWins.com, you'll notice there a place for purchasing bulk copies, and then you'll be contacted about how, how to go about doing that. So either one of those single copies through Amazon or Barnes & Noble or bulk copies through DoesGodCareWhoWins.com. All right, Bob, I want to thank you again for coming on the program. I know I'm taking your time. I, I should have gotten to you long before this. But I, you know, I've thought for the longest time, i gotta, I got to call Bob. I want to have him on the program, but I'm glad to finally get the chance to uh, talk to you here about your book. Rick, there's no need to apologize. Jesus said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. I'm, I'm such a screw-up. I just appreciate you taking the time to— <laughs> to uh, invite me and and to allow me to be a, to just share a little bit of my heart with your listeners. So thanks. That's Bob Schindler. His book is called Does God Care Who Wins? It's a quick read, but not really a quickly answered question. There's, there's actually a lot to it once you really start putting meat on the bones. Does God care who wins? Time to take a break. I'm Rick Benson. He's Zach Barletta. You're listening to the Beyond the Game program. 